Ecclesiastes chapter 12. We'll begin reading at verse 13. And let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing whether it be good or whether it be God, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your touch today. Lord, have your way in the remainder of the service, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be here tonight Amen. in the house of the Lord. And Fighting some things, amen, with my health, but it is good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Amen. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. It's coming home from work and flipping through the stations trying to find something that was worth listening to. And there was this radio preacher that was on, and he made a statement that caught my attention. And his statement was, Obey and let God deal with the consequences. Just simply obey and let God deal with the consequences. Years ago, I preached a message entitled, You Can't Go Wrong. When you do what's right. The Bible tells us that in John 14 verse 15, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. The Bible tells us that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it tells us to do unto others as we have them what? Do unto us. You can't go wrong when you do what's right. When you walk through this life, there are consequences for everything you do. Every action you take, every word you speak, everything you do has consequences. Whether it's for the good or the not good. Whether it's for the betterment or the defilement. Everything you do, everything you say, has a consequence. The Bible says that, and I won't be heavy long, just stay with me, that every idle word is going to be brought in to judgment. My grandmother's sister Richmond said, you got to be careful how you tease, because every idle word, she would remind me of that, and uh, and, and I'd laugh, but you know what? Grandma was right. Every idle word. Our actions have far-reaching impacts. 
whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Every decision we make will make an impact. It will make a difference. You throw a small pebble in a steel pool, there's still waves that go out across the water. Amen? We've got to look at God and we begin to see God for who He is. He's holy. He's pure. He's righteous. He's loving. Amen. He is long-suffering toward us. Yet we've got to realize that we're going to reap what we sow. Whether if we sow good seeds, then we don't have to be afraid of the harvest. Right. Amen. If we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap of the flesh. Which one of us tonight is perfect? Anybody? Can you raise your hand and say you're perfect? Well, I'm glad we've got some honest folk tonight. Because I've never met an angel before. And uh, I've never met anyone that was absolutely perfect until I met Jesus. Amen. But none of us are perfect. That's why the Bible says we have an advocate with a Father who's faithful and just to forgive. And none of us are going to go through this life without making mistakes. It's just not going to happen. The Word of God says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. If I make a mistake, I'm going to repent quickly and start living from God to the best of my ability. But when we get right down to it, friend, we live in a world that is a very (laughs) anti-God. It's very anti... If you have a socialistic gospel that doesn't step on anybody's toes, you're all right. But the moment you start teaching principles, then somebody's going to get their dander up. Mm-hmm, that's right. When we find such a case in Acts chapter 4, where a man was healed, and Acts chapter 4, verse 10, the apostle said, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They began to threaten them and tell them not to preach or teach in this name. Verse 7, But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. And Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge you. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, 
They let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because the people, for all men glorified God for that which was done. Amen. For the man was above 40 years old of whom this miracle of healing was shown. And being let go, they went their own company and reported all the chief priests and elders said unto them, did they wring their hands and say, what are we going to do? Oh, what are we going to do? Hey, these people said we can't, we can't speak in the name of Jesus. We can't preach in the name of Jesus. What are we going to do? Uh, did they say, no, I can't do this. They wring their hands. No, they prayed. They said, God, help us to preach it more boldly than we've ever preached it before. Yeah. Right. And the place where they were assembled together was shaken by the power of God. And they were filled and emboldened with the Holy Ghost like never before. You just can't go wrong when you do what's right. Keep doing what you already know to do. Day after day, hour after hour, moment by moment, minute by minute. Do what's right. Obey the Word of God and let God deal with the consequences. And God will go before you. God will make a way. God will give you grace. Amen. When we trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, God will acknowledge us. And our circumstances and situation and direct our paths. Amen. We're just going to give it to God. We look at a man called Daniel. Daniel was a dreamer. We got anybody here that likes to dream? I tell you what, if I ever get to build all the houses I've designed, there's going to be a pretty large subdivision somewhere. Amen. I dream about building stuff and and being mechanically inclined, you know, dream about building machines and how you can enhance machines and, and, and with just a little tweaking how you can bring the tolerances closer and get more efficiency out of a machine. Maybe your mind don't work that way, but that's the way I, my mind works. I, I dream of what God has done in our lives and what God can do. But this dreamer came to his brother and he said, Hey, boys, you know what? We were out in the field and, and, uh, and your sheaves fell down to my sheaves and did obeisance to them and, and you know, worship them and reverence them. Oh, boy, they really liked that. He was already daddy's favorite. Got the coat of money collars. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Joseph. And they really liked that. And then he had another dream where it wasn't just the boys, but it was his parents. And his dad rebuked him. He said, what, are you, what kind of dream are you having? And he sent him out. Joseph just kept doing what was right. right. He sent him out and said, hey, go check on your brothers. And they seen him coming. What did they do? They schemed against him. They wanted to kill him. But they decided on throwing him in a pit. And while they were in a pit deciding what they were going to do, there was a caravan that come through and they sold him into slavery. He went from a pit to a slave in Potiphar's house. 
But the Lord kept prospering to him. Why? Because he kept doing what was right. He said, God, I'm going to obey your circumstances. I'm going to obey your word. I'm going to obey your law and let everything else work out as it will. And God just kept prospering this man called Joseph. And as Joseph's life prospered and the house of Potiphar prospered, Something began to go wrong, though. Potiphar's wife wasn't an ethical individual. And she began to make eyes at somebody that wasn't her husband. That's always wrong. Mm-hmm. Amen. And she accused him of something he did not do. He landed himself. He, he, he ran from the, the situation trying to get himself out of it. She lied on him. And he ended up in a prison house. Right. What had he done wrong? Nothing. Not one thing had he done wrong. There are going to be times where things are going to come your way and you have done nothing wrong. You have said nothing wrong. Your action have not been wrong. But... You don't get a bad attitude. You just keep on doing what's right. right. Yes. And let God work it out from yeah. there. Right. So he's ended up in a prison house. So he became the best prisoner he could. He became, God promoted him wherever he was. Right. There was two men in there though that the king was ill-favored of. They had fell out of the king's graces. Anybody remember who it was? A baker and a cupbearer. A baker and a cupbearer. To one, he says, God's going to restore your job in so many days because they had a dream. The other one said, I'm sorry, but you're going to die. And it happened just like it was. He said, listen to the one he said, you're going to get your job back. You remember, you tell the king about a man. Did it happen immediately? No, he forgot it. He forgot all about it until the king had a dream. But Joseph, in the meanwhile, just kept doing what's right. The king had a dream that there were seven fat cows out there. Seven skinny cows come up and ate them. There were seven fat ears of corn and seven skinny ears devoured them. Nobody could tell him what what the king's dream meant. Finally, that baker said, "Hey, I know somebody. Come there." Said I, I'm the baker. Yeah, he he did. Cupbearer said, "I know somebody." And he brought it before the king. And brought Joseph to him. Joseph was able to tell him what it meant. There's going to be seven years of famine and seven years of plenty. You need to store out in the plenty years so that you are ready for the years of famine. He went found grace with the king and God took him from the pit to a palace. Right. 
If you want to get out of your circumstances and your situations, you just keep doing what's right. Day after day, hour after hour, moment after moment, just keep doing what's right. Just keep living for God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you might find yourself in a pit, but hang on, friend. There's a palace on the other side of it if you'll just stay faithful. We find we we're looking at through the word of God we we can find men like Moses choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. What a reward. Moses Made mistakes. He killed an Egyptian. Had to run for his life. But God spoke to him in a burning bush. Amen. And he said, I want you to go back and lead my people out of Egypt. Well, now God, I, you know, me? No, 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 God, you don't. Anybody ever had the who me disease? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, 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 God, you don't want to use it. You want to use it. Freezon or somebody else or Emma. Yeah, you don't want to use me. Maybe Sister Kayla. Someone like that. Yeah. Maybe. But God knows what He's doing. He does. If you'll just do what's right. God still delivers. You can't go wrong when you do what's right. There's going to be pressures in this life. The Bible says that let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For He's going to bring every work, whether it's good or evil, into judgment. Amen. And every secret thing. So if we live for God with everything we've got, then we've got nothing to fear from day to day. Because he said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. He said, I am a refuge. Amen. (laughs) Psalms 46 and 1 said, He's a refuge and a very present help in time of trouble. He is always there. He's that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And when you walk with him every day and you seek him, you're going to find him. When you call upon him, he will answer. You can't go wrong when you do what's right. Just stay faithful, saint. Just keep praying. Keep seeking God. Keep trusting the Lord regardless of circumstance and situation. Throughout the Word of God, there are many times when things looked bad. But the people of God, when they went to prayer, found a God that was willing to step in and intervene on their behalf. The lonely found a friend. The hurting found a healer. The lost found a Savior. The homeless found a home in the presence of God. The shipless and aimless found purpose of life and direction for their feet in the pathways of God. Is it any wonder why Paul said, take heed unto the God doctrine and unto yourself, for in doing so you shall save both thyself and them that hear thee. 
<coughs> you just can't go wrong when you do what's right. Sometimes there'll be those that persecute you when you do what's right. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Sometimes it costs you to do the right thing. But the dividends are always better. Joseph told his brother, said, don't be angry with yourselves, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Because he knew he had a man in Joseph that was just going to keep doing what's right. There's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. The Word of God is right. We need to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to have a daily walk with Him. Amen. You know, one hour of religion, that, that just isn't going to do anything to you, friend. <coughs> Jesus is with us all the time. Amen. He's not just in the church house, He's in our house. And he's not just in our heart, house, but he wants to obey in our heart through the power of the Holy Ghost. When we make Jesus the object of our affection, and even before we make him the object of our affection, we are already the object of his affection. He's already drawing and ministering. And meeting us at the point of the Did Jesus love you before you loved him? Mm-hmm. Was he faithfully drawing you? Hey, Amen. What a friend. What's right? Y'all awful flying. I'm not told, told you one thing tonight, you don't already, and I understand that. But sometimes, it doesn't hurt to be reminded. Just keep doing what's right. Just stay the course. Hey, Amen. Keep walking in the light of the Word of God. Also said, was well, it right for us to follow man's wills or God's? I don't want to follow the world's direction tonight. I mean, you used to have to go to Zoo to see some of the sights you can see at a shopping mall today. And they call that fashion. You don't have to look very far to see a world in need of a Savior. Rather than closing your eyes, live the life of Christ. Live by example. Live by word and deed so that by some means you can help somebody else out of that rat race out there. 
I'll hold darkness into the light of God's counsel. I'll hopelessness into hope. Amen. The best sermon is the one lived. And it has the greatest impact. Remember, everything you do is going to have an impact. You every day drawing close to God and working on that relationship. People, just like with the apostles, are going to take them. That you have been 